It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We are broadcasting live today and tomorrow from our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. I am Boyd Matheson. Of course, primary election day is less than 24 hours away. Candidates are doing the rounds. It's uh, final pitches. And as we've been on a Supreme Court theme today, it is closing arguments for sure for candidates uh, up and down the ballot. And one of those uh, contested races is uh, the Utah Congressional District 1, the primary amongst the Republicans. It's a three-way race. And we had the opportunity on Inside Sources today to have each of those three candidates for the Republican nomination to Utah's first congressional district uh, give us a closing argument. We asked them really three questions uh, to, to go after, and that is, one, what is the closing argument? Why should people vote for them? More importantly, what have they learned along the way? Any surprises and uh, things that they hope people will be thinking about? Uh, those who haven't quite cast their ballot yet uh, or those who are intending to show up and vote in person tomorrow. So we're going to go through the first congressional race here. We're going to start with Andrew Badger and uh, his response and his closing argument to the voters in Utah's first congressional district. People are just really frustrated right now with the direction of our country. They feel like our representatives aren't listening to them. They're not willing to fight for them. They feel like uh, we're constantly caving and compromising our values and they just want change. Our border's broken. Our schools aren't working. And we have to finally start fighting back. You know, this establishment approach isn't working. The status quo isn't working. And conservatives, we have to stop playing defense. It doesn't mean we can't work together with the other side when there's a reasonable compromise. But we can't sacrifice our core values. We have to start going on the offense, start fighting for things like election integrity, securing our borders, ending any mandates that come down, as well as you know, protecting parental rights and education, making sure we don't have these divisive, hateful doctrines in our schools. And really the question voters have to ask themselves is this, are they satisfied with the direction of our country? You know, do you believe your representative is doing everything they possibly can to fight for you? If not, we need change. And despite it all, there's two things I'm very proud of is what I've done to push back credibly against bad failed policy, bad economic energy policy that's led to so much trouble for, for so many Utah families, but not just complain about it, but actually put legislation out there that could, that could help drive this in a, in a different direction. And then the other part is, despite all the political climate, we have had an incredibly productive time, um, had more bills signed into law than any other freshman in the minority by a long shot. Uh, things that are supportive of our Veterans, Medal of Honor Monument Act, and our sportsmen and women with the uh, the Mapland Act and um, cyber crimes. I am appointed by leadership to be the conferee on a really important legislation against China. I've been given a leadership role in oversight and investigation for our natural resources, where we develop a lot of our energy policy. Been put on the WIP team, right? and I just got appointed to on the Budget Committee. So I'm the number two Republican now from leadership on the Budget Committee. We are set up for a very, very, very productive second term. You know, obviously, I'm the incumbent. So there's challengers that, you know, it, like every other election with an incumbent, they'll 
try to take things out of context or try to create a narrative that's out there. And, and I get it. That's, that's the part of being in the arena, as, as Teddy Roosevelt would so famously said. I'll clarify where I need to, where I think it's important, and then you know, try not to give some of the other stuff uh, oxygen. And then finally, we heard from Tina Cannon, who said a vote for her is a vote for someone who understands the people of northern Utah. I think it's a vote for self-representation for the 1st Congressional District, a vote for someone who has spent their life here, who knows the people as well as the issues. And it's, it's hard to represent a district that you've never lived in. And I think that's true of the other two candidates. Every vote matters. They really need to participate. But when there isn't participation from the grassroots, from the full spectrum of voters, that the extremes win. And I think we're seeing that over time. Every vote matters. Please turn in your ballot. Tina Cannon also explained that what she's learned while on the campaign trail. What I've learned the most is just how deeply affected the families the businesses, the ranchers, the dairymen, the farmers are by the, the economy, especially what's happening with gas prices. It has just been astounding to hear their stories, to know how deeply that they're worried, how many of them are really worried about everything through this economy, through what we're going through now, and how urgent it is that we find better solutions. I don't think the solutions are coming out of DC right now. And I think it is very important that we get people back there who understand economics, who understand how these policies are being implemented on the ground, how how federal policy is being is devastating these the people of northern Utah and how quickly it can be turned around with the proper leadership in Washington, DC. So there are your candidates, Republican candidates for Utah's first congressional district. Representative Blake Moore, Tina Cannon, and Andrew Badger, and uh, that will be one of those important races. So we'll continue to watch that as we watch that first congressional uh, district race uh, play out over the next 24 hours. And again, that's uh, everyone's duty to get out and cast your vote if you haven't already. So that'll wrap up our uh, coverage there of the Republican candidates for Utah's first congressional district. Uh, We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. We're broadcasting live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., today and tomorrow here on Inside Sources. When we come back, we'll take a look at uh, some of the reaction and what comes next following the abortion ruling from the Supreme Court. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.